Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. This week on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are going back into the archives. Because iTunes only displays 100 episodes at a time of any podcast, I thought it would be fun to go back in and listen to some of the earlier shows that still have a lot of valuable information in them, especially for people who might be at the beginning of their planning journey or still considering planning a Disney wedding. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this vintage episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are chatting with A.J. Wolf, who is the owner of the Disney Food Blog, about food for Disney wedding and vow renewal receptions. When you do a Disney wedding, especially if you do a wishes wedding or a couture wedding, a reception is a big part of it. You can also add a catered reception if you are doing an escape wedding. And so if you fall into any of those categories and you're starting to think about what you want on your menu, I thought it would be great to have A.J. stop by and give us some some ideas of ways to incorporate your favorite Disney foods into your wedding or vow renewal celebration. So welcome, AJ. Thank you. Um, This is perfect for me to tape today because I just had a bridesmaid's dress fitting today. Disney wedding? (laughs) No, I wish. That'd be great. (laughs) No, it's a Baltimore wedding. That's cool. (laughs) Well, I appreciate your stopping by today, and I just can't wait to talk to you about some ways to incorporate these Disney foods, because we've all had the rubber chicken at a wedding, and having a Disney wedding gives you a chance to incorporate some things that you wouldn't normally find at just, you know, a regular hotel wedding, whether they're Disney specialties or, you know, your own family recipes, Disney can do anything for you. And I should say, first, that if you are planning your wedding right now, and Disney has probably sent you some menus... Those are not set in stone. The menus are to give you something to work from because if they just said, what do you want? You'd be like, ah. So the menus are a good place to start and they will give you a good idea of how much certain kinds of food will cost. But you don't have to feel like you have to pick menu A and combine it with pre-reception menu B and that's your only choice. You can customize them. You can swap things around. You can ask them to recreate things from elsewhere on property, which is mostly what we're going to talk about today. And you can even have them try to recreate family recipes. So basically, the sky is the limit. And we're going to talk to AJ today about some ideas that maybe you could incorporate into your event. I think that's a really good point, too, that, uh, you know, you really can ask them for the world. And, you know, they'll give you what they can. It's, it's so if you have an idea in your head, wouldn't this be amazing? Wouldn't this be wonderful? Bring it up. I mean, they've heard worse. Believe me, they've heard worse. So <laughs> say, hey, this would be really cool. Can you do something like this? And um, I know that in my limited experience working with Disney events, you know, they they try really hard to get you what you want to to figure out a way to make your dream come true. So um, always ask for it. 
and, you know, be polite about it, but always ask for it and see, <laughs> see what, you know, chances are if it's, you know, it's just a matter of how much money's in your wallet. <laughs> That's pretty much what it always boils down to with this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, well, let's start with wedding-y foods, like fancy foods, because maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not going to have churros at my fancy Saturday evening wedding. What are you talking about? How am I going to incorporate Disney foods into my buffet or my plated meal? So let's talk about some ideas for the fancier, more high-end food that maybe you have the favorite. Um, we like the filet at Gico with the white cheddar macaroni and cheese. That's pretty fancy. You might want to try to put that on your menu. That is that is fancy schmancy. I, I love that dish. And, um, you know, everyone will tell you that it's not served with the mac and cheese anymore. Well, no, <laughs> it's not. But it, you can get the mac and cheese at the restaurant. They can make it for your wedding. Chances are. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, if you have a dish that you love in a Disney restaurant, even if it's an extinct dish, if it's a dish that's been gone off the menu for a while, you know, it's chances are if you can remember enough about it, they can try to recreate it for you. But think about the things you really love in your, you know, in maybe Disney signature restaurants, and uh, and you know they they're all in, interconnected. They can talk to the chefs and see if if that's reproducible on a uber mass scale. That's a good point about the extinct dishes because one of my all time favorite Disney desserts is this recipe for chocolate peanut butter marshmallow squares, which I think I've actually done a post for your yes, blog about. Yes, it's on the blog. It's taken <laughs> off on Pinterest. Everybody loves it. I'm obsessed by these things, and they have not offered them at Epcot parties for years, but you can still request them. I would say that the last time I had them, I actually had them at Hollywood Studios, and they were made perfectly, but when I had them at Epcot a couple years ago, it's like they'd forgotten how to make them. So in that case, I would probably actually (laughs) give them the recipe. Um, But yeah, definitely, I don't think anything's off limits. Even if it's something that they don't have anymore, chances are, like you're saying, AJ, it's a favorite, and they'll still be able to dig up the recipe. Yeah, and it's some good advice that you gave me, Carrie, when I was planning an event last year was um, when you are actually describing that dish, be very, very specific about what it looks like, the taste and feel, um, and exactly what you expect because – uh, basically, if you just give them the recipe, it might not look the same. It might not feel the same. Um, so be very specific about look and feel as well as, you know, the, the actual ingredients. That's a good point. And that's where something like Pinterest or the Disboards, where if you can get a photo of the food, that might even help them. Or Disney food blog. Or, oh, <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> Go yes, there. Doy, of course. <laughs> the Disney food blog. Probably start there because that's it's all there. Less searching. <laughs> oh, but even I mean, if you even just search Google, Google Images will usually pull up um, quite a few things for you. Like I, one of my favorite dishes from from um, Disney, actually from Disney Hollywood Studios. Uh, this was served back when it was MGM. Was the the fried boisson cheese, which randomly it was on the menu at 50s primetime cafe this fried cheese like fried super spready awesome herby cheese and I could not I wanted to put it on the blog I didn't have a picture of it and so I just did a google image search I found one picture of it and I I begged its owner if I could use that picture on on my blog and he gave me permission to do it but so yeah so especially extinct dishes you might find in a google image search as well one other thing I should note is that if you are having them recreate something that you remember a certain way and you are lucky enough to have a tasting, which when you're doing a wishes wedding, you do get to have a tasting session. And I would say definitely put anything that you are really specific about on the tasting menu 
so that you can try the way they're doing it. For example, we asked for Gico's white cheddar mac and cheese at our party at Tower of Terror, and Hollywood Studios, they tried, but it basically <laughs> tasted like white craft macaroni and cheese. Oh, which isn't so, bad. We yeah. like that, but that's exactly what you were going for. Right. So, you know, I, I we didn't get a chance for a tasting, but if it had been my wedding, I would have put that on the menu, and then I would have had it and been like, mm, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, definitely. So then moving on from fancy foods, say you're having a more casual reception or you, you're you okay with mixing in more fun park-style foods. Um, AJ, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about park-specific favorites. So maybe you're having a really fairy tale themed Magic Kingdom-centric wedding, or maybe your reception is in Epcot and you want to have things on the menu that represent that park to you. Do you have any suggestions for each of the parks? Well, each of the parks have their classic dish. Their, you know, or or I, I should say, a few classic items that that usually are more carnival, carnivaly, car, you know, a little bit more um, fun versus fancy. But they are associated with those parks, and and anybody who goes to Disney World and and has been there, you know, multiple times, knows that those are what I call cult favorites. Those are if they take those away from the parks, it's it's a bad scene. Um, so things like Dole Whip in the Magic Kingdom, and and I know that Disney can actually get a Dole Whip machine to your wedding, so you can actually have pineapple Dole Whip at your wedding. That's uh, fabulous. Yeah, you can have that. Definitely, you know, Mickey bars are always an option. Those are really fun. Um, something that I thought would be a little bit out out of the uh, out of the mold would be um, those cinnamon rolls at the Magic Kingdom uh, Main Street Bakery. Those are phenomenal cinnamon rolls, and they're huge. <laughs> and it might be really fun to have that as um, you know, if you have some sort of a dessert buffet or something like that, that would be cool. But also things like the citrus swirl, which is back in the Magic Kingdom these days. Uh, for the first time in, I guess, 25 years, it's it's back in its original form, um, and that one's a really fun, uh, a really fun one to bring back as well. Now that's a good one to point out. And I was going to ask, do you think or do you know? Does that require a special machine too, like the Dole Whip, or is it easy for them? You know, I, I'm not 100% sure if it if you need a specialty like citrus world machine um i know it's just a pretty standard uh it's it's just a twisted frozen yogurt or ice cream treat so it's it's essentially like a frozen orange juice concentrate with twisted with vanilla soft serve so i imagine it's just a regular soft serve machine but so that's something to ask your the the person you're working with about the magic kingdom but anyway i have other things for epcot hollywood studios and animal kingdom if you want to talk about those too please do (laughs) (laughs) well for epcot i think you can go a little higher end um, because you are, you know, you, you do have the world showcase, you have some more ethnic foods, you have, um, some more interesting foods. So something from Epcot, if you're, if you're doing a bar, um, maybe bring in some of your favorite, uh, imported beers or wines from Epcot. Um, something that would be really fun is to bring in those Grey Goose Citron and, uh, Grand Marnier slushies that they have in France that everybody yes. loves. Yes. I've actually been to a dessert party where they brought those in and I'm a teetotaler. I never would have thought of that, but the bride thought of it and everybody loved them. Exactly. Everybody loves those things. So the, that would be a superstar, you know, idea, um, Places like Kringla Bakery in Norway have a ton of, of classic cult favorite Disney uh, Epcot dishes like school bread or the, um, the Lefse, which is a, a not-too-sweet kind of um, 
cinnamon rolled up thing. It's really interesting. I'm not a huge fan. Maybe you are, but mm-hmm. uh, there. But that's that's a lot of fun there too. And also caramel kucha, the uh, the brand new caramel store, which which is in Germany. You can have cool things like. Uh, caramel corn from there, you, you know, little individual servings of caramel corn, or they also have just a ton of, of absolutely decadent caramel treats there, which would be fun. You can also do a, a Germany pretzel, which would be kind of interesting. So there's there's a lot to choose from over there in, in Epcot as well. And something, oh, something I didn't mention about Magic Kingdom, which is actually found in all the parks. Uh, yeah, I, you, could, you could get turkey <laughs> legs. You could have turkey legs at your wedding. I don't know if that's for you, but what I was actually thinking of is um, they have those handmade homemade ice cream sandwiches um, that might be a really fun little bar idea to have a, a customized ice cream sandwich so everybody can choose their own ice cream and their own cookie that they make their ice cream sandwich out of. So that'd be kind of neat too. Ooh, I like that idea. I've heard of build your own Sundays, but build your own ice cream sandwich. That's fantastic. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be so fun. Um, over at Hollywood Studios, of course, you've got cupcakes galore at Hollywood Studios from starring roles. Uh, you've got that fabulous carrot cake cookie, which is only found in, in Hollywood Studios. Um, they're also doing those gourmet hot dogs in Hollywood Studios, which might be a kind of interesting if they can make mini gourmet hot dogs like that macaroni and cheese and truffle oil hot dog, Ooh, good uh, idea. which would be really fun if you could do like mini, mini ones of those. Um, and then over in Animal Kingdom, uh, something that I, I really something that I really like in Animal Kingdom is um, that at the Yak and Yeti counter service, they actually serve things in the uh the little like asian takeout food boxes like fried rice and egg rolls and things like that and that might be kind of fun is to have little appetizers that are served in those little asian food boxes that say yak and yeti on them that uh you know with fried rice and things like that and i think it'd be really interesting that's a great idea too anything else in the animal kingdom i'm trying to think well i mean obviously there's all the african food on the menu at tusker house which yes. would be fun to have and i think you know, maybe people would shy away from it because they think, well, my guests are going to think it's too exotic or whatever. But they do a good job at Disney of sort of balancing the exotic with the accessible, I think. They do. They absolutely do. And and like you said, have a tasting. Bring your pickiest friend. <laughs> see, see what she says. And, uh, or bring me. There. Right. <laughs> or bring me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very picky eater. But um, yeah, no, that, that, that's a lot of fun to do that too. So then what would your dream menu be? If you were doing a Disney event, you could have anything you wanted on the menu. What would you pick? Oh, my goodness. Am I doing dinner or am I doing um, just like little little bites? Oh, good question, because it could be anything. It could be a brunch. It could be dinner. It could be the cocktail hour. I know. Um, well, let's just – we'll talk about some of my favorite foods there, I guess. Um, I, I do love the Le Cellier mushroom filet with that truffle butter sauce. Um, with mushroom risotto as well. That is a phenomenal dish. Every time I have it, it's good. I've never had it be a bad version of that, which I don't think that's ever happened in any other Disney restaurant. I've always had a bad experience, at least one in most Disney restaurants. And so to have, you know, a, a consistent dish like that um, Interesting. would is perfect. Also, I'd have the dinner poutine from La Cellier. Ooh, tell <laughs> me a little bit more about this. Not everybody may know what poutine is, so let's hear okay, about it. Okay, so poutine, poutine is a Canadian dish, and it's actually um, it's actually junk food in Canada. It's bar <laughs> food, you know. I mean, it's served at the bars, like you know, during you know while you're watching the game or whatever. It's it's French fries with cheese curds 
and um, gravy on top. So the cheese curds go on top and they get all melty and then the gravy goes on top of all of that. And it's just, it's just this fabulous French fries, cheese and gravy. What can, you know, what can go wrong? That Um, sounds great for eating in a wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) But now, so since Le Cellier has introduced their signature dinner, um, Le Cellier is a non-signature lunch meal right now so it's a in disney dining plan speak it's a it's a one credit lunch but it is a two credit dinner so it's a much more expensive dinner but they have poutine on both menus it's just a different poutine so the poutine at lunch is a a more um it's a more junk foodie poutine, I should say. It's, it's big French fries, big, thick, wide French fries, brown gravy, and um, and 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 big old cheese curds. But the um, the dinner poutine is actually thinner, hand cut fries, and they also have um, they have a, a a black diamond white cheddar cheese that they use, which is a very strong, very it's 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 um. I want to say the word spicy, but it's not, it's not spicy. It's just got a bite to it. It's really, really good. And then the gravy, quote unquote, that they use. Now, they put, they put poutine on the menu in quotes here. So, <laughs> so you know, it's not real, real poutine. <laughs> but the gravy is actually like a, um, this really savory red wine reduction, quote unquote, gravy. Um, it is off the charts. Every time I go to La Cellier for dinner, I order two. I order two <laughs> of these huge plates of French fries. I love this. Like I want my very own plate. I don't want to share with anybody. So um, I would probably have that on the menu as well. So, so far it's an all La Cellier menu, but then I'd probably have the uh, Ohana bread pudding for dessert. You know, it wouldn't be a very fancy meal, but it, man, it would be good. <laughs> well, and the great thing is it's so difficult to get a reservation at La Cellier that this way you could get everything you want without having oh, to, you know, get right? it. 6 a.m. <laughs> and be sure. Oh, so last time I was at La Cellier, I love talking about food. I'm sorry. Last time I was at La Cellier, I, I order the uh, I order the the fillet, and I said, "Can I have an extra serving on the side of the butter truffle sauce?" Right? Just like, just give me a whole big dish of butter truffle sauce. <laughs> it's incredibly rich sauce. I pour it all over the thing. So if you you know. Your your guests will be wowed if you have that option. They can have a little bit of extra butter truffle sauce if they want it. Well, yeah. And you know, the bride and groom can ask for a separate meal if they want. So if it were your wedding or vow renewal, you could actually ask for a trough of the truffle butter sauce <laughs> on the side. <laughs> I would so do that. A trough indeed. <laughs> okay. So we have uh, a filet. We have poutine. Uh, and then the bread pudding. You got to have more than that on your menu. I mean, these wedding menus, that's the whole point is that there's like 85 desserts and way more appetizers. Oh, than all right. Every- let's bring in some appetizers. <laughs> um, so I would probably bring in the... Um, what they call it, they call it crazy corn. It's it's uh, Mexican crazy corn it, at Paradiso 37. Um, it's you just it's basically grilled corn on the cob that they've cut in half and and basically it's it's a this is another street food. This is a street food in in um, in Mexico, and they cover it with this super savory. Uh, it's it's mayo is in it, but they've got spices in it too. Um, so they cover it with this sauce and then they just slather the thing with melted cheese. Like it is amazing. Wow. Now I am going to gain some weight at my wedding, but it is <laughs> amazing. I would have that. And then I would also add probably a huge margarita bar because I'm, I'm, I just love margaritas. So I would have a, a bunch of different margaritas, just choose your own, have a, I'd probably, I'd bring in the, um, you know, Hollywood Brown Derby has a margarita flight that they do. Ah. They have these 
three little margaritas that come to your table. And also uh, over at some of the Mexican restaurants, La Cava doesn't have it anymore, but a couple of the Mexican restaurants like Hacien, like uh, Rick's Lounge, I think has their margarita flight as well. And I might, I might do a mixture of those too. <laughs> That, and that's a good point, you know, bringing in the like action stations and separate bars, that really kind of sets your event apart from the traditional hotel buffet or whatever. I mean, the one that I've been dying to try, and so far I haven't been invited to a wedding that has this, is the mashed potato martini bar, which it has no alcohol in it. It's just mashed potatoes and martini glasses, but they're different kinds of mashed potatoes, and it sounds amazing. You know, I was at a Disney event not long ago, where they had a mac and cheese bar. What? Tell us more. Oh, they did. They had a mac and cheese bar. It was phenomenal. I was I was like so proud of them because Disney events sometimes come up lacking. I will admit, some everyone's every once in a while I go to a Disney event and I'm like, oh, you guys could have done so much better with this. Um, this one was so great, and uh, and they had a mac and cheese bar, so you could have things like. Gosh, they had um, they had all different meats you could put in your mac and cheese. They had mushrooms. They had onions. They had I don't even remember. I'm not doing injustice at all. But they had all of these neat things like veg- veggies, all these neat things you could put into your macaroni and cheese, and and they would uh, create that for you. I mean, it's really cool. Really cool. That's a great idea. Okay, that tears it. I'm definitely having a vow renewal just so I can have a mac and cheese bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a great idea. I'm like, well, that's awesome. Now, we should probably put something healthy on the menu. So any kind of vegetables. There's got to be like a vegetable or or a a salad or something. (laughs) Let me think of something that's somewhat um, healthy. Hmm. Um, Gosh. (laughs) Well, then how about this? How about for vegetables, order anything healthy sounding from the menu at the Wave and it'll probably be pretty good. That's a good idea. That's (laughs) a great idea. The Wave is such a good restaurant. Such a good idea. So AJ, do you have any other tips for people who might be planning their event, whether it's an anniversary party or a wedding at Walt Disney World, so that they can really ensure that they get exactly what they want food-wise? Well, like I said, you you gave me such great advice, Carrie, when I was when I was planning my uh, a recent event at Disney. That if you're recreating something from elsewhere in the park, or if you're recreating something, you know, especially if the place where you are, that particular catering arm isn't used to making what you're trying to recreate, um, definitely make sure that all all of the right words are in the BEO. It's called the BEO, right? Yeah. Okay. So make sure that all the right words are in that um, that final document so that you can say this is exactly what it should look like. Use as many words as you need to let them know this is exactly what it should look and taste like. Because once that's, you know, signed, then they they really need to make that as as closely as you as possible to what you wrote down. And also, you know, if something horrible happens and it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out, uh, work with your event staff. You know, this has happened to us before. I'm sure it's happened to both of us. Work with your event staff to try to make it right as much as possible. But also remember that the bottom line is your guests are having fun. They're enjoying the day. They're not going to notice that this little thing went wrong or this little thing doesn't look exactly the way you wanted it to look. Um, just, you know, don't worry too much about it and continue to enjoy your day. Chances are no one's going to notice any missteps or mishaps except for you. So don't let it get you down. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great advice. I mean, just in general for the whole wedding, that's great advice. So, Well, thanks, AJ, so much for making time to talk to me today. It was really fun. And I'll have to think up an excuse to have you back on the show soon. Yes, that would be wonderful. And we'll get you (laughs) over on the DFE podcast as well. (laughs) All right. Thanks again. 
That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.